listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview June Krahalik Collins. June is the author of the nonfiction book Mama You Don't Heal, which is based on June's real life experience of child loss. I'm here with June Krahalik Collins, who is the author of the book. The uh, nonfiction book, Mama, You Don't Heal. June, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, I'm June K. Collins. I live in a little small town called Hayhira, Georgia, in the United States. And yeah, I live here with my husband, my child, and my um many, many, many animals. I'll say it like that. And yeah, and I'm an author and I coach women. And yeah, that's about it. Now, uh, for our listeners that have probably never heard it, heard it, what part of Georgia is that your hometown in? Usually um, people understand about Osta, Georgia. So if you know Atlanta, Georgia, I am four hours south of Atlanta, Georgia, straight in the middle of Georgia, about 30 minutes from the Florida line. Okay, so you're in you're in southern Georgia. Yes, very, very southern Georgia. Yes. Without spoiling too much of your book, what is Mama You Don't Heal about? Yeah, so a little backstory back in 2012, I I lost my son, um, Caleb, um, tragically. He passed away of the issues he suffered from when he was born. And so my book, what I did was I wrote a book about my experience with child loss because one of the biggest things that when I was trying to rebuild my life and find some kind of purpose I had a problem with figuring out why, and I thought I was alone, and there's just so many things that I was going through, so I wanted to write a book about exactly, a very raw book about exactly what I was feeling at the time during the stages of my my child loss, and I wanted to help other women who were just starting out in the child loss journey and, and help them understand that number one, they're not alone and that you can rebuild your life. And so that's, that's basically what it, what it's about. I I tell my story about what exactly I was feeling at the time and the different experiences I had. And then I go into helping other women try to rebuild their life. You self-published your book. Is that correct? I did. Okay, what self-publishing platforms and or presses did you use to get your book published? Um, I, obviously, I started out with Amazon um, because it just it was the one that you hear the most about. So I started out with Amazon and I did the the obviously the paperback and I did the Kindle with Amazon. And then I did started doing some more research and basically to get your book distributed in more places more places on Amazon it's 
it's they take so much of the royalties. So what I ended up doing was I went to a place called Ingram Spark and I started publishing over there because the royalty percentage was higher. So I, but I started with Amazon and published my book and had it take off from there. And then Ingram Spark, I use now to kind of distribute it to all over the place. Um, like my book is in many, if you go online and type in the title, it's in many different online bookstores and Walmart and, you know, some of the bigger chain stores. But I started with Amazon. On uh, It's been said that the average self-published uh, book sells about 250 uh, copies. And you hit that proverbial 250 books sold mark about a month and a half after publishing your book. How many copies has your book sold so far? Um, the last time I checked a few days ago, and I've sold a few more books, I'm right at about 500 copies, and it published the mid-June. Mid uh, given that the book is about the loss of your son, how difficult was it for you to emotionally to write the book? Um, obviously, when I wrote the book, I was I, when I started writing the book, I was 10 years in. Um, my story wasn't hard to tell because I tell it all the time because I believe that's what keeps your, a child that's passed. I think that's what keeps their legacy alive is telling the story. So it wasn't really hard with the story about what happened with him, but the hard parts, um, like talking about mother's day and talking about, um, just different experiences that I had to go through. That was hard. Um, I, I think it's, a blood sweat and tears is in any book that really um takes off and i think that um different parts of the book it was really upsetting and then other parts it was you know kind of i was reminiscing on how far i've come coming back from that and rebuilding and finding purpose and i think it was i explained it in the book as it's it's a roller coaster you know you have your ups your downs and then you have your maintenance where you're just kind of going straight and um so I, th I think you experience everything when you write a book like that, especially when I wrote it, just to be so raw. Are you considering writing more books? Yes, I've actually started my second book. Um, it's I'm not far into it. Um, I, I published Mama, You Don't Heal in June of this year. And then in August of this year, I published kind of, I call it like a workbook slash journal, um, kind of to try to help the process and give people exercises to do and just different things. And then my actual second book, I've started it. I haven't, um, maybe next year, then next year, maybe around Kayla's birthday in November, I'm hoping to publish that book as well. How do you handle negative individuals in your life? And has anyone shamed or ridiculed you over the loss of your son? Um, no one's really ridiculed me about the loss of my son. There's like a lot of people that don't understand how I can be so open. Um, but I think to help people and to really... Um, make a change and make a difference and basically 
say that it's okay to talk about child loss. I think you need to be very raw. Um, one thing that I did learn in my child loss is you're going to have those naysayers. You're going to have those Karens, those Lindas, whatever you want to call them. You're going to have them in your, your life. And I basically take, don't deal with them. You know, um, I had to learn that the hard way with child loss because I had all these, these people telling my, me I couldn't and I needed to deal with my loss this way and that way. Um, so I kind of ignore them. You know, if they're, if they're not in my life, giving me positive and being a positive influence, then I go ahead and take them out of my life. And I, and I don't mean that to be mean or anything like that, but someone that's negative and someone that has a personality that is negative can bring you down so fast. And, and you see it all the time with, with your job or different things that you do in life. When you have that negative friend and they're being negative, they, they kind of bring you down. So I just, I just don't deal with them. I, and it's, it's making myself have peace, I guess you could say, and making me go towards my goals that I want in life. Uh, and there's, and you brought up an interesting point. There are uh, uh, some people, yeah, the people that really tell you to grieve a certain way are, are quite annoying. Uh, people grieve uh, differently, uh, the loss of loved ones. Yes. And I, th I think, I think there's a general, generally, you know, you have this, I call, I do use the seven stages of grief. You have the seven stages of grief and, you know, I believe that you're going to hit those stages at some point. I don't think it goes in a row or anything like that, but rebuilding your life after, after loss or after a traumatic event, I even say a traumatic event because it changes you. I think that, every person, yeah, we're going down that same path, but we're also how we rebuild our life and how we find our person purpose is going to be different per person. If that makes sense. Um, what makes me happy and what makes me have a better day isn't going to be the same for you or another person. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, how can one change his or her career late in life? Now, by late in life, I mean like uh, late 30s, 40s, 50s, so on. I think that whenever you decide that the career path that you're not in and you want to move forward and go into something different, obviously, when you when you get that age, you usually have kids, you usually have a career, you usually have all these things that you have to be responsible for. And basically all you do is just do one little step at a time and you take, you have great time management. I think that's the, the biggest thing. There's more hours in the day than you realize. And I think you just take it step by step until you can get to the point where you can switch over into that new career field. Um, it's not easy, but if you truly want it, I think you can get it. You can achieve it as long as you work towards doing something. And like I said, time management is the biggest key in anything because there is so many hours in the day. Like, and I can use the perfect example of social media because that stuff will suck you in so fast. Um, there's so many times that you could actually, you know, use those hours in the day or even 20 minutes in the day to do something. You can return an email, you can write a short little 
um, post for your your you know business page or whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, it's just finding that time management and working towards it. Um, cause I think obviously you can agree with me on this is, um, building something, whatever, a career, a podcast, a book or anything, uh, a following anything like that. It's going to take time. Um, everybody now wants something really fast and it just doesn't happen fast. Um, there's always a, a long road before we actually see who that person is and we see them on say social media or we see these books. There was a road way before that even happened. My final question for this interview, how can parents who lose a child start rebuilding their lives after child loss? I think um, I always say there's, there's basically three different things. Um, the first thing and the first thing that I had to do in every parent, um, every mom will have to do it is they have to make the decision that they don't want to be in that place. Um, I got into such a dark place and, um, it was, it was really, really dark. And I, I was only 31 years old and I, well, I was 32 by the time I figured, figured out what I wanted, (laughs) but, um, you know, you have to go and you have to decide that's number one. You have to decide that today's the last day I'm going to feel like this. I'm not going to be negative anymore, or I'm, I'm going to try. And that's usually the biggest step that they have to, the biggest obstacle that they have to go get over is that, you know, I want to rebuild my life and I'm going to do it. Um, the next thing is tragedy or a grief or losing your child, you're going to change as a person. And that that's anything in life. When you go through something traumatic, you're going to change. You're not going to be that same person you once were. And I think figuring out who you are, what your morals, what your values, what your beliefs are, is so important. Um, finding out what your personality is. Um, cause moving forward when you're trying all these new things and I can use an example for, for myself is like, I'm an extreme, I'm an introvert. And for me, like group counseling and all these different things where you're doing it as a group and a big slew of people, it's just not for me. So, you know, I had to figure out what I what would work for me and what didn't work for me. So figuring out your personality and what your beliefs, your morals, your values are is extremely important. And then number three, um, not having a total bad day. Um, you can choose to have moments of sadness, days of sadness, years of sadness. You have to just decide whenever you get into that, that sad place or that grief stricken place, you have to decide how you got there. You have to figure out your triggers. You have to decide, okay, I'm not going to stay here. Why am I feeling this way? And I think those, if you can do those three things is you're going to move forward. You're going to start moving forward, but you have to make that decision. You have to figure out who you are as a person and you have to figure out what's triggering you on your bad days. June You were a wonderful guest for this podcast, and I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. Oh, I thank you for having me. I thank June for having the courage to write a book about an extraordinarily difficult subject and appear on this podcast to talk about it. There are words in the English language for a wife losing her spouse, widow, 
a husband losing his spouse, widower, and a child losing his or her parents, orphan. However, there is no word in the English language that can fully convey the sadness of a parent losing his or her child. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Facebook at Author AAC and on Instagram at AAC Scribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, All Rights Reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.